everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a podcaster on with me who I admire for many reasons, and one of the which is she knows how to batch record like a lot, and uh, that's inspiring to me. We're going to be talking about all things podcasting. We're going to look at why it's important for you to have a regular schedule release for your episode and how your audience is going to respond to that. Don Kennedy's with me. Don, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited. And I, I, I'm i in the presence of someone who does all the different podcast styles. And I'm excited to be here too and share with you and your audience. I only Welcome, have yeah. one podcast style, maybe one and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to the How to Podcast family. That's, we call ourselves family around here because we love to support each other and build each other up. Absolutely. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Tell us about your show, uh, the name of your show and who it's for. Let's do the big plugs right here at the beginning. Okay, great. So I actually uh, host the Profit Accelerator podcast. And while it is a business podcast and it's for entrepreneurs, most of my audience is like over 35. They're all small business owners for the most part. We have some startups. We have some multi-generational businesses. It goes across industries. And our theory on this is two part. The first is you have to have a lot of courage to open and run and start a business and being an entrepreneur and keeping a family business going. And sometimes the, the, pond of people that you can relate to where you live can be very small. So we want to build an audience of people who can tune in and relate to all things entrepreneur, whether or not it's necessarily relative to what they do or not, but we want to walk that journey with them because it can be a lonely journey. The second thing is I personally believe, and I've shared this with other people, that just about everything affects your profit when you are a business owner. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're running a family business, your mindset, your mechanics of running a business, your um, self-work, like all of that personal development and stuff, growing as an owner, your kids, your family, the economy, the just everything can affect your profitability. So we call it the Profit Accelerator, not because we get on there and talk about all things money. What we do is we get on there and we talk about what affects you, your profit, what keeps you from getting up in the morning, I guess, thriving as a business owner. And we tackle all kinds of things. There's there are very few things that are like off limits. Um, I think in all the time I've been recording, I've only found one person who was a book coach and she helps people write books to build authority. And my audience doesn't really write books. So I think that was the only time I was like, man, this just doesn't seem like a fit. Um, but otherwise, everything else that we do, it, it's the, the topics are wild. We do do the marketing and the money management and stuff. But then we also do the science of intuition, how to make decisions, talk about growing an entrepreneurial family, how to make sure you get your kids involved when they're ready at the different stages. All the things that can just affect you as a person who um, is responsible for just a lot more things than maybe the average person who just has a job. Yeah. I love it. Um, how many episodes are you at right now? I think we just recorded 127. Now, in my defense, I'm a little bit of an older podcaster, but, um, and we'll get to this about the, the gaps in recording, but, uh, I hit episode 100 this year, although we started back in 2021. So I didn't do, you know, one a week for the first two years to get to that hundred. It took me a little bit longer. 
Okay. Do you have breaks kind of baked into your release schedule? So it wasn't intentionally baked in. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about this. Um, and talking about kind of, you know, your audience and those expectations. I also own and run Convoy Road Copyroad. So I, I wore the sweatshirt so I, it would be here. Um, and so I'm also the CEO of a coffee grocery. This is our family business. Podcasting is not the family business. It's mom's crazy. Um <laughs> But because we were getting so busy in the end of third and beginning of fourth quarter, the first year we opened was in 2021. So after like September, I think we have a gap of something like two and a half months, eight or 10 weeks where I just could not get a podcast out for the life of me. I think I had a couple recorded, but the editing and the podcast art and finding time to load it and everything, I mean, it was just not happening. So when it died down and we get back to first quarter and the coffee company is not running my life again, all of a sudden, poop, here I am, I'm back. Hello, poop. And I, uh, yeah, I started recording again and doing the weekly thing. And then something happened in June or July and I was off for like six weeks again. And then poof, I'm back again. I do a few more episodes and it just got to where, you know, the decision had to be made. It's like, I enjoy this medium. I enjoy sharing. I enjoy bringing other people on here. I enjoy people taking the journey with us. So I needed to make a decision. Either I'm going to podcast and commit a little bit more to consistency, or I'm going to like drop back and do, you know, one or two episodes a month and be what I would call a hobby podcaster. Nothing wrong with doing an episode a month or two episodes a month is like a hobby really great. There's tons of hobby podcasts. Some of them are even seasonal. There's nothing wrong with them at all. But it was one of those things where it's like I needed to either decide. And because there's a there's a, an investment in having a podcast hosting service and, you know, finding yeah. editors and, and things. It's, it's not like, like it's free. <laughs> no. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm going to invest the money in it, I, I need to be consistent. So I made the decision that I wasn't going to like skip anymore. And I think I skipped like one and then I was like, all right, that's it. And I had, I eventually in June hired an editing team um, that keep me completely straight. They do the editing, the intros, the outros, the podcast art. they do the reels, they do all the things. Um, So really all I have to do anymore is just record the episode, upload it, upload, you know, all of the guest information and they run off and, and do fantastic, amazing things. And it keeps me um, very consistent <laughs> in making sure that there's always something to release. So I have not had a, a week miss um, ever since then. And I was doing pretty good up to that point, but I was starting to get overwhelmed again with with the coffee company because as it's growing, you know, your time can get pressed. Okay, we got to shout out the coffee company. Come on, there's people <laughs> listening. I'm a coffee yes, so person. Coffee, Come coffee on, talk about coffee the coffee. Versus, Come on. This, this is my husband's magnificent obsession. Okay. Um, he was stationed in Panama in the late 1980s and was drinking Army Mess Hall coffee and realized, I'm in a coffee growing company called Panama. And uh, man, he was like, this is insane. I love it. It's amazing. And now we've been on a 35 year, I guess, pursuit of his favorite ever best cup of coffee. We call it chasing the perfect cup. And so we bring in exotic new origins every 30 days or so. We have them for limited time. We're in specialty coffee. So 
we'll, um, you know, we'll be able to get a couple hundred pounds sometimes from a small farm and that's all we'll be able to get. But, um, you know, he's fascinated by the roasting process and all things science and I'm not, <laughs> but I'm fascinated by all things business. So I suppose yeah. you know, it kind of balances out. Um, so really that, that is, that is what he does. That is his, his thing is to educate on coffee. He's growing coffee in a greenhouse here in Northwest Ohio, um, <laughs> which they have their own air conditioner. They have their own heater, their own humidifiers. I think he goes out there and sings them to sleep every night. <laughs> Can't prove it. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that. Um, nice. So yeah, that is his magnificent obsession. And um, I know you and I were talking before this episode that, you know, getting into that niche of the audience or whatever, he is absolutely sold out to people who like a good cup of coffee. And so we have some blends and things, but to the people who are like, I want to try something different, new, unique, exotic, or something that you know, maybe there it's it's just a one-time harvest thing. You know, we we worked with some micro lots where the entire farm was like 1.2 acres. This for a farmer in the Honduras, and we we got 270 pounds. I mean, we we got like a quarter of it. We were so excited, but that's it. When the harvest is gone, it's gone. And coffee is interesting because you can walk into any grocery store 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and there's always coffee available, but people forget it. It is an agricultural product. Right. You know? It's like you have a harvest um, and green beans can stay good as long as they're, they're dried correctly and processed correctly and, and in a climate controlled environment for up to three years. But once that harvest is gone, that harvest it's gone. Yeah. Um, Okay, so do you do you talk about your coffee business at all within your podcast at all? Sometimes I actually use the coffee business a lot of times to um, talk about like business decisions we've made or mistakes that we've made. Um, we were not in food manufacturing a few years ago. Uh, we were always service business. I was a consultant for years. I actually also happened to be an attorney. So I did a lot of that kind of business support stuff. I did some, um, what I would call like fractional CFO work, those kinds of things. Um, but when we started this business and we got into something products led, something that's licensed, USDA <laughs> required, you know, we talked a lot and I use the coffee roastery a lot is kind of the examples of the things that business owners go through or decisions that they have to make or how to do that cost benefit analysis as to whether or not to launch something new or do something different. Um, so it, it's, it's more of an example. It's his magnificent obsession. It's, it's, it's my case study. <laughs> Cause I can imagine as a listener listening to your podcast, and then hearing somewhere within the podcast the sound of a sound of coffee being poured into a cup, and you just saying, "Well, today I'm my cup. My choice today is this," and there's a little bit about the coffee. If you're interested, the website is this. Now on to our guest today. We're talking to Dave on the podcast. I think and that's that a little, great idea. I think little I, thing I'm in there. Taking notes, I'm right? Taking notes. Yeah, I sh I should. Um, think of a think of a movie, and the person reaches over in Back to the Future and grabs a Pepsi and right. drinks a pep drinks a Pepsi. Right, like exactly. that's a commercial, but it's baked into what you're doing. You don't even feel like 
It's a commercial. Right. Is your coffee available just in the U.S.? Where, who can get it? We ship to the U.S. and Canada. Uh, we have shipped to Mexico. We have shipped to Ireland. But I got to um, buy coffee. <laughs> yeah. We have had orders. Uh, it was very interesting. We've, we've had orders from people in Canada who are like, we can't get those origins here. So some origins, you know, uh, the coffee business is wild. Um, you know, I, there was, uh, somebody I shipped to in Canada, she's actually a friend of mine. We had gotten a coffee from a region in Mexico. Um, and it was called Turquesa and it came from a, a particular region and stuff. She couldn't find it. it. Even her specialty coffee store, they didn't carry this particular Mexican coffee. And so we just, you know, we were like, Hey, we, we can ship it to you. Um, we've shipped, like I said, to Ireland, uh, most of the time, again, it's those people who are willing to try those oddball, different, unique, small farm kinds of coffees. Uh, that's not for everybody. I've actually had some people get mad at us because they were like, well, that was my favorite. What do you mean you ran out? I'm like, I'm sorry. We roasted the entire harvest. That, I, you know, I, I apologize, you know, and they get mad and they're just like, okay, that's fine. And then they don't come back, but that's okay. Okay, so I'm going to be ordering some coffee. So again, where's the website for the coffee? It's convoyroadcoffee.com. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. I'm ready. Just, um, so just another um, another interesting thing. Um, we just started a TikTok shop as well. So that, again, one of those one of those teaching moments, you know, on a podcast where someone is talking about expanding or whatever else have you. Um, you know, willing to try different things, new things. Our our guests are. are pretty phenomenal but i do get on there once in a while and i'm like yeah we tried that it didn't work or yeah we tried that and it's been fun <laughs> you know <laughs> i love it okay yeah so add that in if you can here and I, there i'm Sprinkle going it to in. i love that idea that i'm drinking i'm drinking on our our newest origin is going to be coming from nicaragua so it's fantastic <laughs> so we're doing it right now <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I love it. So, yes, I'm a big fan of coffee. I'm going to be placing an order. So you just got a new customer in Canada as well. So there you go. I love it. Um, okay. We talked about an interesting story you shared with me around frequency and delivering mm -hmm. your podcast to your audience and, and how your audience kind of shapes their week around your content. You mentioned it happens for you personally as a listener yourself. I think as podcasters, we forget or don't realize how important it is to have a regular cadence to our podcast as much as we can. We take breaks. It happens. But there's people on the other end waiting for our content and they build it into their lives, into moments in their day. And they're kind of, we're kind of their thing yeah. that they look forward to. So like, I know that Whitney listens to me in the car when she drives to work. Hi, Whitney. So uh, you know, there's just this thing that happens when people, when you do your content, you had a great story about a lawn care guy yes. with your podcast. Can you explain, tell us Hi, a Brad. story. There you go. Hi Brad. Hi, tell Brad. us about this. Um, so yeah, you know, it is, it is so funny that as, as much as we're told to focus on the audience and all those things, when we get behind the microphone, we're really sometimes worried about our own schedule or getting things out, or are we going to be relevant or whatever? And and the truth is, is the audience isn't just the person that we're talking to. It's also the person that will be consuming our content. And 
Um, you know, I launch every Wednesday. And again, since I got the team and everything, I, I'm no longer missing weeks here and there. It's it's batched, like you were saying, and put up there. And, you know, um, Brad has a lawn care company and he's phenomenal. And he will put on the podcast on Wednesday when he gets to a particular yard and he will listen while we're in the, and you know, and every now and then he'll send me a text and he'll, he'll say, I didn't get it. Or he'll say, wow, that was great. Or, you know, not always, I don't always get feedback. Um, you know, I've gotten some, some feedback from him, but from other people. And, you know, I, I was telling you, I, I listen to a podcast every Monday it drops. So, you know, I get up in the morning on a Monday I get in the shower, I take my phone with me, I put it on Apple Podcasts, and I will listen every week to the new episode while I'm in the shower on a Monday. It's just become sort of a habit for me. And it's interesting, too, because it also kind of kind of orients you to what day it is, sometimes based on your content. People who sort of launch content, instead of being on that regular cadence where there's that expectation of the audience two things can happen. One is you could have an episode that maybe would have quote unquote gone viral, um, but for the fact that nobody knew it was dropping. Um, and the other thing is they get out of the habit of listening to you. When I took the second set of breaks, I did notice my reader, my listenership kind of came down and it didn't bounce back up as fast as it did after the first time. And I really think it was because people were like, well, you know, we don't know. We don't know if she's going to be consistent. And I'm going to tell you, in this economy, so I'm going to take this back to business, of course. Um, in this economy, particularly, people want to know that the people they're doing business with, even if it's just consuming free content, that they're going to be consistent. They're going to be trustworthy. They're going to be someone that they can rely on. Um, right now, there are a lot of businesses that have been struggling. Some have closed. Things are happening. And that stability because it's also taking people a lot longer to make a business decision, right? Somebody may have bought something last year or the year before they saw it on a whim. Oh, I want that. And they would buy it. Nowadays, they're counting their pennies and they're going, well, I don't have as much discretionary income. So it might take them, a, you know, they may have to see it three or four or five more times than they used to, to make that buying decision. Um, very interestingly, Coffee Mate, Coffee's favorite mate, right? Um, they're owned by Nestle. Nestle is a huge conglomerate. And if you remember their old advertising, it used to be all about the experience of coffee made in your drink, sit down in the afternoon, put your feet up, enjoy the experience of coffee made. I saw a YouTube ad for them. It was a 15 second ad that said, coffee made, you can enjoy 20 coffee house style drinks at home instead of one takeout. They shifted to speaking to value rather than speaking to experience. When people are hearing this message over and over and you're being told about, um, you know, all of the bad things in the world or whatever else have you, the, the, the need for safety, security, that feeling of predictability actually becomes very important. It's a human nature thing. So if you are not on a regular cadence and you're just dropping things sort of, sort of when you feel like it, you're also hitting and missing people's need for that consistency and stability and that predictability. Um, you know, maybe it wasn't that uh, obvious a year or two ago, but it really has 
uh, become obvious that businesses, consumers are taking a lot longer to make buy decisions. Once you get someone though, and they've been lurking around for a while and you get them to tune in, if you are consistent, if your content is good, if you're adding value to the audience, they actually would be a lot more loyal because it took them a longer time to make the decision. Hmm. So having that regular cadence of dropping your podcast, um, I am going to add the coffee thing in there. I actually had it before, but listening to that, you know, it might be 15 or 20 weeks, 20 episodes before someone says, you know, I should probably try that coffee and that's perfectly okay. Um, but the people who ultimately do tune in each and every week, especially if it's taken them a little bit longer to get into, into your groove, they will stay. You will see that listenership go up. You will see the downloads become, you know, more consistent as well. And, um, you know, I think that's what you, you want as a podcaster, but you know, adding that value um, to the audience also and making sure that every time they tune in, that they're going to get something, right? So our goal, whenever we tune in, is either to get them thinking about something maybe they hadn't thought about in a while, or to get them to take action on something if it relates to them. And if my guests can't do that, then it's not a good episode. Um, You know, getting people thinking about things as mundane as, hey, how much are your transaction fees for your credit cards? When was the last time you sat down and looked and saw how much your fees were? Because, you know, it's it's so second nature um, that you just, you know, take payments or whatever, and maybe you don't know how much that's adding up. And, you know, hopefully they'll take away from that episode when it launches, hey, pay last month in fees. Maybe I should sit down and figure it out and see if it's still the best thing for me. Um, or, you know, sitting down and thinking I have a, an episode that'll be coming out early next year about your impact as a business in the community and the ways that you make impact. And it's not all about following the trends, right? It's not like always uh, pink in October or rainbows in June or whatever. It's it's legitimately about planting a flag and saying, this is what's important to our company, our employees and things like this. This is where we want to spend our time and resources and then making sure that you're making the impact um, with your business. And so I'm hoping that I'll get people to sit down and think and go, what is important to us and our employees, you know, beyond making money? Like, where can we have a little bit of impact and, and maybe plant a flag and, and do some legacy things? And, you know, if we can't walk away with doing one of those two things, then I just don't think the podcast is very valuable. Um, and, you know, time, like, we say time is very precious. And when somebody chooses to give me 30 to 35 minutes of their, their time every week, um, you know, I, I take that as a, as a huge duty to provide value. And then also as a, just an honor that they would want to tune in and hear what it is we have to say. So I think also having that regular cadence not only helps you, I think it also definitely helps the listener because you're you're really showing that you respect and honor their time as well because they are predictably tuning in. I love it. And we talked about as well how we have to not compare episode one to episode one twenty seven. <laughs> that we're gonna get di- we're gonna be different people as we do this, right? We're gonna grow. We're going to get better at how we do our show. Um, we're going to develop. There's going to be we're, there's going to be a noticeable noticeable difference between that first and our most current episode. How how are you different as a person by having a podcast? So I I leave 
the first episode, solo episodes that I ever did in my life. I leave them out there. If people want to go listen to them, you know, have at it. Um, because I was proud of of taking the step to launch it. Like it took a lot of courage for me to be like, Boop, I feel like I have something to say. So I leave them out there. Um, is it different now? Absolutely. The guests are different. The questions are different. We've always been very organic. I will chase the rabbit wherever it goes on any podcast. I don't send questions out ahead of time. I do have a podcast chat and I do speak with guests and I tell them, this is the audience. How can we add value? And we will design something that will not only serve the audience, but also serve the guest, right? Because here's the thing. If I have a guest on the podcast, I want that guest also to receive value for giving me their time as well. And so, you know, it's like, I want to get the guests on there that have interesting, I don't know, free downloads or interesting, you know, quizzes or whatever it is. And we'll link all that stuff because I want people to go and visit the guests as well. So I do gatekeep, if you will, in that way. Um, but I didn't used to really do a lot of that, like pre-interview stuff. When I first got started, I was like, oh, this is, this is so exciting. Um, and, you know, I was really lucky that I got a lot of great guests. I got a lot of people who were just phenomenal, um, you know, and, and for a couple of them, I was like their first podcast ever. So we were both trying to figure it out. But it, it uh, got to about episode, I want to say it was pretty recent. I think it was like episode 80 or something like that. So I had already done like a year and a half of it. And I was feeling better, and more confident. And I, I put a, a post up on a, a Facebook group that said, hey, I've recorded, you know, 80 episodes and, and I need some more guests. Because to be honest with you, I desperately needed some more guests. Like I had run through all the friends and family. I'd run through all the local business owners I don't. I'd run through the Chamber of Commerce guy. Like, I ran through all of them. I'd interviewed clients. I've interviewed, you know, peers and mastermind sisters and all that stuff. And, and I was like, okay, I, I need, like, new. And I ended up getting, like, 44 requests <laughs> for podcast chats. Like, people were bing, 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 and and filling up my calendar. And I realized that that was because I had done 80 episodes, Right. The quality had come up, of course, and we changed, you know, the branding had changed slightly. Um, I'm still working on getting the intro to change. I don't know. I, I haven't quite gotten there yet. It needs to. It needs to evolve with the rest of it. But, um, you know, from the very first episode, that branding, that intro is different than it was later. And, and it changed again because we've just evolved. But you know, in the beginning, trying to find guests, I want to tell you, don't get discouraged if people don't want to be like on the newbie podcast, right? If you podcast once a week to get to 80 episodes, you're going to have to be at it for, you know, 18 months if you don't skip like I did. So, you know, understanding that you're supposed to grow, you're supposed to evolve, you're supposed to have those dead air moments, you're supposed to have... um you know, the dogs barking or the sirens going off and having to edit all that out and, and get it all figured out. That's, that's just part of the whole thing. It's part of the process, part of the stuff. And, um, it's gotten better, not only because I'm more confident in doing it because I mean, like, you know, when I first started, it was like, well, what's the first, and like, what's the worst that can happen? Like nobody listens. <laughs> Yeah, right. And while there, it didn't feel like anyone was really listening. I would get like 10 downloads 
in a month. And that was fine. Like I wasn't doing it just for them. I was also doing it for me right. and, um, you know, being that consistency and stuff, but yeah, it, it is incredibly important to not take yourself too seriously in the beginning. And I remember thinking, you know, these episodes have to be perfect. Well, perfect is absolutely the enemy of good enough. And you have to do the first 50 episodes to get to 51, to get to 80, to get to where guests high. And when I say higher caliber guests, I don't mean the other ones weren't high caliber. I mean, people who are professional speakers. I had a guy on there that runs a billion dollar hedge fund. I have a guy on there, you know, who does all these other things, right? I I brought in, um, I had a CEO on here who was a, a Forbes top 135 CEO for a healthcare company talking about strategic planning. She never would have talked to me two years ago. (laughs) Yeah, she, she she, She would not have talked to me. And that's okay. I get it because I probably would have been too intimidated to talk to her. I probably wouldn't have been able to follow the questions as well. I probably wouldn't have been able to dig down. A lot of times I hear now from guests that say, ooh, that's a good question because we will chase the rabbit wherever it goes. As I've gotten more and more experience, I hear that more and more from guests because I'll I'll be like, oh, when you were saying this thing, it just hit me in my head. I just saw this vision or whatever. Let me ask you this. They'd be like, oh. That's a good question. That was not the first 40 episodes or 30 episodes or or whatever. At that point, it was like I had in my mind the content that I thought people needed to hear. And the one thing I was able to do was kind of loosen up a little more and be able to say the content is going to be what the content is, the people it resonates with, is the people, you know, are the people that it's supposed to resonate with. But the most important thing is to just get started and keep going. Look, I don't have podcast awards. I don't have YouTube awards. I don't have any of that stuff hanging out here. But I wouldn't stop recording for the life of me um, anymore because I really do get that huge feeling that there's some value being added to the world. And this is that little bit that I can give back. And, uh, you know, again, the, the, the types of guests that are coming on now and the people who are wanting to be part of my podcast, they never, they never would have reached out two years ago, uh, in any way they'd have been like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> Pat on yeah. head, right. <laughs> you know, oh, look at you with your little podcast. Look at you, yeah. <laughs> but you have to be willing to go through that you know, to get to the, to the other side. And who knows, maybe someday I will have something come out that goes viral, so to speak, or, or I do, you know, get some kind of podcasting award or or whatever. I don't, that's how I'm here. But I always also think if I were to, oh, if I were ever to stop, then that is no longer possible. Like the possibility is gone. So. I like it. Any, do you have any secret, uh, go-to questions that you you use for your your guests that kind of you kind of have in your back pocket if you need a, that one good question to kind of hit them with do you have anything that you kind of go to so i actually ask every single guest the same set of questions it has good. been since the first episode that we had a guest awesome. i do not try to like introduce people very well sometimes butcher their last names on air or whatever. So I will ask everybody and we've all done it. Hey, I do it. But I will ask everyone, can you please tell the audience who you are and who you serve? And I let them 
answer it however they want. So I've had people say, I'm, um, you know, I'm a, a mom or I'm a dad and a, and a business owner or, you know, I'm a fractional CFO or whatever it is. And then who you serve. And they'll tell me uh, other business owners or, you know, families or whatever it is. And they get to tell the audience who they they generally work with all the time. And I think part of that is important because some people will will tune in and listen harder if they hear that this is for them, that that particular guest is brought on because of the audience that they serve. And I bring on, you know, both uh, men and women, and we don't just stick with like online businesses or just mindset. Not that those things aren't important, but I just feel like there's a ton of podcasts. But who's the podcast for the 18-year-old bakery, right, with the second generation? Who's who's the podcast, um, you know, for Brad, the lawn guy, right? Who is the podcast for um, other business owners that are doing small family businesses or legacies or they're not trying to build click funnels, right? So so who who is doing that? And, um, you know, I, I really think that we... You know, entrepreneurship as a category, like you'll never find my podcast. Like, I'm not, a, I, there, there's so many other Russell Brands on there. Um, Russell, I think it's Munson or Bunsen, uh, Dave Ramsey, like all of those guys are like up in, in the entrepreneur. Like I'm down here at the very bottom, like, hey. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm here for the, the brick and mortar. I'm here for the accountant. I'm here for the attorney. I'm here for the small business. Maybe they want to grow. We've done some, really cool episodes recently on succession planning on whether or not you're going to sell your business or your kids going to take it over or you have a, a sister who's interested or whatever and some of the important things around building that value right i just don't hear a lot of that necessarily on other shows and um you know i hope that kind of answers your questions but who yeah. you are and who you serve can really also help the audience tune in because we'll introduce the topic and then I'll ask, I'll ask them, they'll hear their voice, how they're speaking, um, and then really who they're there for. And I think that helps the audience go, oh, that's me. I need to listen to this one. I want to jump back to the fact that you see, even though you talked about all these big, big names are in your space and podcasting and your content and how it's like, well, everybody's going to go to them because they're the big name. But what I also want to remind everyone listening is, yes, there are big big name podcasters, but your show is on the very same app that mm -hmm. they are on. So there is the potential for yeah. people to find you, to connect with you, fall in love with you, and even maybe leave the big names and migrate over to your show. You are on the same app. Right. You have the same opportunities in front of you to reach those people. And that's what I love about podcasting is we can play in the same space as the big guys and, and the big shows. That's what I, I love that. That potential is there for us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, my my listenership has has grown, particularly since I recommitted to doing this and getting some of the, the bigger names out there. Why? Because some of the bigger guests have... PR agencies, marketing agencies, staff, you know, people to help push things out when you're a, a solo entrepreneur and you're trying to remember to send emails <laughs> or maybe it's just me, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. you know, who's, who's remembering to post to Facebook. Maybe that's just me. Um, but yeah, no, there's absolutely a ton of potential. Um, but you know, the, the reality is 
it's it's going to be a lot of organic. It's going to be a lot of word of mouth. It's going to be a lot of the guests also promoting your show. There's going to be, um, I've had people come back and say, I'd love to come back on when you'll have me again. And I've booked them for a second show later on because they have another topic that they're experts in or, or that they want to talk about that are, that are relevant and fun. Um, you know, but the, yeah. the biggest thing is, you know, to understand why you're doing this. And I'm, I'm praying that everybody is doing this is doing it because they have something to say or, they, they have something that they want to help bring to the world, right? And that is the reason that you should be podcasting is because this medium works better for you than maybe typing out 800-page Facebook posts or a blog or, or something like that, right? So we have auditory learners, we have visual learners, we have people who like to do um you know, reading style or whatever, but there's a ton of people who are video and audio learners and your content and the way that you bring it out there resonates with a huge portion of the learning style and the entertainment style of the population. So, you know, there are a ton of people that, that blog and, and they have really successful blogs, but those are for people who like to read unless they have it somehow, you know, audio set, but, you know, audible is huge for a reason. Um, Alexa's huge for a reason. Spotify's huge for a reason, and that's because people want to hear it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, one question I have for you is, and this is kind of one of my questions I like to been I've been using lately, is for you as a content creator, as a podcaster, as a person, what do you hope people say about you when you're not in the room? I love this. So. The first thing I would hope that they felt like I didn't waste their time. I always want to leave somebody with the idea of I respected their time, their space, that they're valuable as another person, that they weren't taken advantage of in some way or left feeling like there was some kind of inequality in the in the conversation. Right. So I don't want them to feel like we're ever talking down to people or and and I've seen that in the space and and that works for some people. It just doesn't work for me. The other thing is I would hope that when I left the room, they would be like, wow, you know, she's just really nice. Right. Be kind, be nice. And that um, I was. I guess the way that I want to be, I want to be relatable. I want to be somebody who is there because we're all on the same journey, right? That there's, there's no, um, you know, you may be further along than me or you may be further behind than me or whatever, but we're all actually going the same way. Some of us walk faster. Some of us are in a canoe rowing. I mean, I don't know how we're all getting there. We're all getting there. So being relatable, being nice, making sure that people feel respected, that their time is valuable, um, that when they tune in, that's an honor and a privilege. In this busy, busy world of social media and everything else, for someone to give you their undivided 35 minutes a week, I mean, that's that's a privilege. And, you know, I would love every podcast to come away with this idea of I'm going to create something and everything that I put out there is going to be value of some kind, whether it's entertainment value or educational value or or whatever the value is, right? I mean, you could do a white noise podcast and put people to sleep, still valuable. 
Um, the idea though, is that, that everybody feels like they're not only leaving an impact of some kind, but that they're really telling their audience that it's that much of an honor and a privilege to, to steal a small slice, slice of their life for that once a week or every five days or however often you decide to do it. I love it. Don, very wise words. Um, I think the coffee's talking there as well. I love it. Um, <laughs> That's my uh, husband's passion. I, I, I'm yeah. channeling his passion. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, okay, Don, so before I let you go again, where are we going to find you, the podcast? Um, again, the coffee. Please mention the coffee. Sure. And all of the good stuff. What do we do? All right. So the Profit Accelerator Podcast is the name of the podcast. And I am proud to say that we're everywhere now, including Pandora. So I did a little, I did a little dance. The only place I'm still waiting to get into is Sirius XM Radio, but I've been invited. So we're on iHeartRadio. We're on Pandora. If you say, Alexa, play the Profit Accelerator Podcast with Don Kennedy. I don't know which episode you're going to get, but she'll play me. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. Um, and you can find me there. DonKKennedy.com is my website. I don't think the player's embedded there, but you could go there and find the links um, to get to the podcast. Um, otherwise, ConvoyRoadCoffee.com. Again, this is my husband's magnificent obsession. If you are a coffee person in any way, uh, we've got you. We've got certain blends we keep around, but most of the time people want to try that different coffee, the origin of the month or the origin of the quarter. Um, we even do chocolate covered espresso beans, which are really pretty fancy. <laughs> so yeah, we've, we've got a, we got a lot going on there, but, uh, yeah, if you would give me the honor of a, a quick listen, my show is like, I don't know about this length, right? About 30, 45 minutes. Um, and we do that to keep it a little bit bite-sized and again, to get you walking away, just thinking of something, um, you know, at the end of that week or at the end of that episode, I want you to, to chew on something when you, when you leave with us. And, uh, most of the time that that seems to be happening. So the next time you go to listen to a great new podcast, including Dawn's, please brew a nice cup of coffee, right? Sit down, put your feet up, and enjoy a great variety of great guests on Don's podcast. And we're going to send as many of our How to Podcast family to you, Don. Thank you so much for doing this. I'd like to get an update in the future. Absolutely. How things are going. You can always come back anytime. I'd love to have you back. But thank you for making time for us today. And um, it's time to go sing to the coffee beans. So yes, it is time there to you go, go sing to the coffee beans. Thank you so much. It has just been a, a true honor to be on here with you. So I thank you and I thank you for your time. Excellent. Everyone go check out all the show notes, all the information. The links are always there. And go order some coffee and uh, check out Don's podcast as well. Thanks, Don. Hey, it's Dave jumping on here at the end. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening to the How to Podcast series. Putting this out there for you. You're starting a podcast and you're like, Dave, the technology is giving me a headache. This editing thing is, I don't know, it's banana pants. I can't figure it all out. Um, and you're thinking, if there was somebody who could help me with my podcast, I would pay them to do the editing for me. Guess what? I'm actually doing that. I have clients now 
past guests who've been on the show on one of my other podcasts on this podcast I'm doing some podcast consulting I'm doing podcast editing I'm helping with people launching their podcast getting it all the technology stuff while getting your podcast and all the players helping you with your YouTube channel your website oh it just goes on and on it goes on and on and I would love to help you so instead of going to Fiverr or Upwork, I've I've been on there. I keep trying to get on for jobs and nobody's paying attention to me. And I'm I need attention. <laughs> I would rather work with you as a listener of the show. So here's what I'm saying. Go to howtopodcast.ca, leave me a voice message, tell me what you need, and let's work out something that works for you and your budget. And if you need full service or you just need Something quick like a drive-through type service. I'm there for you. I got you. And if you like what you hear on any of my seven podcasts, I can do that for you. I can't. And I'd love to work with you. Because you are amazing. And I'm there to help you, whatever you need. How to podcast.ca. Reach out, let me know what I can do to help you with your podcast. Thank you for listening. Catch you on the next episode. Take care.